This is the Andres Segovia Show. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Andres Segovia Show. I'm your host, Andres Segovia. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the program where I'm finally back in the proper studio uh, to record this episode. On today's program, I have a special guest from the Epoch Times. His name is Brandon Fallon. Uh, if that name sounds familiar is because we actually done an Instagram live that uh, I repurposed and published across the video platforms and podcast platforms where we talked the topic of uh, Taiwan and the CCP and the threats thereof the CCP is making against Taiwan. But that's not the topic for today. It's health. Most importantly, something that's uh, probably near and dear to a lot of us because we either struggle with it ourselves or know someone that deals with it, depression, anxiety, and what we can do to address that. And Brennan has been doing a uh, health-centric show for at least a year now uh, over at Epoch TV. I'll be leaving links to certain episodes that we mentioned on today's conversation on the show notes accompanying this episode at www.dangerousgovern.com, along with his socials where you can follow him and stay up to date as he publishes more topics that he's able to flesh out more. And he has experts on the field of said topics that uh, he's able to discuss more in depth than he and I are able to talk about on today's program. But uh, I still picked his brain and shared some stuff of my own uh, because, well, health we all need to at least give attention to it um because sooner or later we're gonna have to there's an expression in spanish it's called es mejor prevenir que lamentar it's better to prevent than to lament so when it comes to our health if we can prevent certain things it's better than to lament it later so here's my conversation with brandon as we discuss mental health brandon fallon thank you so much for joining me on the under segovia show it's good to have you on thanks for having me address hey I knew you better from doing current events, foreign policy, and and, and covering those kind of topics along politics. Uh, and you shifted your show to to health. Uh, can you explain uh, the shift in focus? Well, I think largely it's because there's post COVID pandemic. There's a much larger demand. People are aren't as trusting of of what's been offered in terms of health services as they were in the past. I think a lot of people have been slammed by by COVID or COVID-related factors, and they're in need of something. They're in need of health improvement. They're looking for ways to to deal with different health problems from the fallout of COVID and, and related issues, and um, they, people are looking for answers. And uh, in a lot of cases, they're looking outside the the box they might have looked in before. And that's mm-hmm. something I I'm trying to give a, a full picture of health that incorporates multiple multiple aspects, and um, to cater to that need yeah and that i kind of approached uh some topics of conversation the same way where uh, i felt that people needed to know they, they were hungry to know about uh um physical wellness uh, physical fitness um ultimately mental uh, and that's where it's, i haven't touched on anything with respects to really mental since very early on in my um rebooted podcast so uh and you actually had a couple of episodes, which for the listening and viewing audience, I'm going to be leaving links to the Epoch TV posts uh, that Brandon did with respects to depression and anxiety, where you delve a lot deeper than we'll be able to get to on um, today's episode. But uh, we do have a mental health crisis in the USA, and I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the, those that actually suffer from uh, prescription drugs or anything of the sort, but uh, something a little more, uh, I guess, easier to to understand and address and that is uh, you actually cover screen addiction uh, as being one of them and that's just a precursor to others getting more involved in some dopamine fixes such as getting involved in social media um but stuff that that you've seen uh, 
screen addiction affecting uh, sleep, right? Uh, that stuff that you covered too. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of categorize it into general things that, that overstimulate us. And uh, one aspect of, of getting on social media using these devices is the, the exposure to a certain type of light that stimulates the brain. And if you relate that to our, our ancestral heritage, you know, we we didn't have exposure to, to certain types of light at nighttime. But, and uh, from my understanding, well, you know, what I've I've garnered from speaking to different doctors and sleep specialists, you when you when you have that exposure to sunlight, bright light in the morning, it um, it basically tells your brain to stop producing melatonin, which is the the sleep hormone, and it it facilitates it, that hormone kicking in when it's supposed to when you're ready ready to go to bed. So if you're if you're getting ready, you're supposed to be going to bed, and you're again stimulating your brain with with bright light from your device then it's um, going to be counter to getting a good night's sleep. And there have been some people that, that talked, I think some of them trying to simplify it and call it a blue light. So now they have a blue light filter on their cell phones. That wasn't the point. The point is the, the stimulation that, the, that we get from um, the screen. Because uh, I do know some folks that just apply the blue filter because Android launched it. And um, there's that true tone um, uh, setting on iPhones where the, the color of the screen just fades away because they eliminate the blue light as if but, that is what fixes the problem. Um, it's the engagement and it's the constant feeding of stimulation into the into the eyes too that just just keeps a hyperactive brain. And how are you supposed to go to sleep if you know you're you're still in that state? Yeah. Um, but there and and to that as you you've been learning uh, well at least the reporting on a lot with respects to what sunlight does to us. We were told during the lockdowns, don't go outside. And a lot of people that live in uh, in urban places, they don't have windows like some people that have a private property that have a yard they can access or this and that can can probably get it from. And that was more, a lot more harmful uh, to those folks. And I think a lot of them also lost their sleeping rhythms because of that. I think, I mean, you probably noticed it yourself. I mean, if, you, if you're stuck in the house all day and you, you don't you don't even get Sometimes, you know, we find ourselves working on the weekend and that even that casual walk, stroll outside falls to the wayside and you don't, you don't go to bed in the same state at night as a result. I think, I mean, you just, even just a small dose of sunlight every day, it it helps you to sleep and, and it puts your body, helps maintain the, the rhythm that your body is supposed to be in. That leads to a domino effect where you you have a lack of sleep that affects your mood the next day, that affects your productivity, that affects your interactions with your coworkers and eventually your loved yeah. ones. Um, and in my case, uh, elevates uh, stress. Uh, and for some people, even anxiety. Just And it's just because of a, of a lack of sleep. Um, historically, I've had my, my issues with sleep. Um, that was more due to the fact that... Uh, uh, besides battling personal demons, but it was more along the lines of my my back pain that I dealt with. I just could not get comfortable. Um, yeah. So people that see me as uh, up close, like, oh, so you have black eyes. Like, well, yeah, because um, I would sleep three, four hours. And I say, why I sleep if I didn't rest? Um, and I, ever since I got into health and fitness to be able to shed a lot of my weight and alleviate my back pain, which thank God I don't have anymore to that respect, um, it's... I've slept better, but I, my relationship with sleep is still my number one struggle. 
um, as you can work out all you want, but unless you sleep where you don't get your recovery, some of my personal trainers have told me, it's like, hey, if you have a choice between working out or sleeping, choose sleep. And it's I just learning that, hey, I'm not eating all that much, but because I'm not sleeping enough, my body's storing fat. So instead of getting into a fat burn state, I'm getting right. into a fat preservation. So that's what the body fat numbers go up, despite the fact of working out, like hitting the iron for an hour or whatever. It's like five times a week and it's as if I didn't work out. So it's the power of sleep is, is amazing. And it's it is constantly under attack because of our very things with our screens. But some people have a hard time putting down their screens. That's the problem. If it's not the phone, it's a TV. If it's not the TV, it's a tablet or something in between. Um, or even our cars have screens. And it, I I don't know. You, you did cover a little bit of uh, some social media stuff, uh, not specifically TikTok, uh, but that was that was me kind of bringing it up. Um, uh, but do I recall? Did you cover some social media stuff not too long ago? I think in in looking at screen addiction, I, I did some coverage of um, I not not pretty quite general coverage of people of social related social media addiction. Um, yeah, I mean these these apps, you know, like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, they're they're very carefully designed to keep you on them, and it's the scientists have found the the, the dopamine that they the, the flashing lights, the combination of sounds and everything. It's it's a reward, it, and it triggers a, a dopamine release in your brain. And they compare that to the effect that you get people get from using cocaine, which is uh, pretty disturbing, and. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's they're designed to keep you on them, and as a result, people are, people suffer sleeping problems, it, uh, which, as you, as you said yourself, it leads into other things. It can lead into anxiety, it can lead into depression. Um, I think the, the reason, I was just reading recently that there's there's an, a heightened increase or risk of suicide, suicidality among particularly young girls yeah. who are uh, found to have... Uh, TikTok addiction. Yeah, and I, I'm just in what you said there reminded me of, of that of that episode that you did because you were highlighting the concerns about children or youths getting access to these screens yeah. because as as adults we're we're kind of the guinea pigs and we're seeing the ramifications among um, our peers, it's those that have had depression and it's, and sometimes it might not even be all that much where uh, like well I'm not following uh, any of these glamorous people I'm just following like uh, national parks and stuff but if you're always stuck in a concrete jungle you're not there and you see people posting that they're enjoying their time there you start envying their life it's like sure. how, how do you how do you enjoy that how do you get that uh, there was a meme that I saw that was actually pretty hilarious in that there's the picture what you see on Instagram and then what's behind it the whole line of people everybody trying to take that picture because it's 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 created this like this envious style is like, I need to get my social media um, uh, bump, my, my exposure and stuff like that. And for in some cases, that's a side story, but it's it's affected um, those uh, natural states of places where it's, a, it's destroyed some environments because of people just showing up just to try to get that Instagram picture. Yeah. Um, and, and it is sad, but it is it is the power of the influence of uh, social media. And as, as you mentioned, it was Forbes, I, at least I found it on Forbes, uh, they're, they're, the title of the article was Digital Crack Cocaine, The Science Behind TikTok Success. So they're specifically talking about TikTok. There's been a lot more attack on TikTok. Generally, it's all social media. But they were trying to attack it because there's TikTok brain. 
like how do we go from long form videos to one minute videos to 30 second videos to 15 second videos <laughs> it, it it's amazing how they conditioned us to that yeah it's um yeah i think it's it's a very concerning situation and particularly tiktok on on multiple levels it's not just the fact that it, it has this addictive effect there's also questions about what what tiktok does you know with with mm-hmm. the data it collects and everything and where what the chinese communist party is doing with that data but that's it's a whole other story that that was my previous show um yeah but i think like one i i remember seeing a comment from one of my viewers on one episode i was the the screen addiction episode a comment a, few, a viewer commented which i thought was quite funny the fact that I, at the end of the episode i'm saying you know follow me on instagram follow me on twitter <laughs> right. and there's, there's a certain irony here right i mean we're doing we're doing this show it's going to be broadcast on instagram it's going to be on youtube we we get something out of it i mean it's right. and there is there is something it's a double-edged sword you know i've mm. i get i get a lot of satisfaction and i think there's there's certain health benefits in being able to to get something out there to get your message out and and hopefully it's having a, a beneficial effect for, for people and you know especially with art um you know to to be able to create something in a, in a unique way that that offers a different perspective on the world then put it out there you can put it out and get it seen in a way that was never possible before and it's it's through mm-hmm. this technology and that that can have a very powerful effect on on mental health it can be very reinforcing of self-esteem and self-concept so the I think as much as we, we want to draw attention to the, the dangers, especially for children, I think we also have to, have to acknowledge the, the, the light side or the, the, the beneficial side of, of this technology at the same time. Yeah, and it's through education. And quite honestly, there's, a, there's a, a phrase that's used often, especially in health and fitness, everything in moderation. Because yeah, you can overwork yourself uh, exercising, and it just becomes an addiction. Just you, you probably heard the term "gym rats" because people just like oh, they just love having that that gym life. Like, yeah, but you don't have a life outside the gym, and they're not improving anything. They're just they're just addicted to working out. So even something that seems healthy can be bad. You can eat too clean okay. and hurt yourself. So there is moderation, and I think an education on this is important. Um, and that episode that you highlighted, uh, when you dropped that episode, uh, I remember that my wife and I were having this very conversation because our daughter turned 10 this year. I'm like, well, when um, is she going to have her own phone? Because uh, we know that's the window to everything. And well, we, we settled that debate. But then there was the whole things that, yeah, but she wants to connect with friends and family. It's like, well, how do you go about doing that unless it's an iPhone and you have like someone on FaceTime or whatever, uh, but they, they want the social aspect of things. Um, yep. Even in games with the, you have this open world concept, a multiplayer world where you're interacting with other people. You don't know who they are. You know, so it, it's, so what I, instead of telling her that these things don't exist is just to sit down and start educating her about these things and the dangers of them. Um, like just, she won't understand the dangers just yet. So what I do, cause these tools are a lot for parents is, uh, screen time limitations. So at a certain time, she's like, oh, my phone turned off. That's because daddy's not letting you use it beyond this. So oh. I, that is something that I think is required from from parents to acknowledge that, hey, these they live on screens. And after 2020, I mean, there's a reason why Zoom, Teams, and the like, they exploded because of online learning and some other people are still working from home. Uh, in fact, as I was getting into the, 
uh, into the office this morning, <laughs> I got a text, uh, not a text, a post from social media saying that uh, Nancy Pelosi staffers in San Francisco are being told to work remotely because of dangerous crimes in San Francisco. So, like, well, it's not going away anytime soon for whatever reason. Uh, so, like you said, it's a double-edged sword, absolutely. But um, cool. it's it is how we are interacting, and we do have certain control, or at least uh, we can engage in best practices. Uh, and learn some disciplines that we could then pass on and hopefully our kids don't become too addicted or more so than we were. Yeah, as I think part of it is, you know, people are, are more, some people more, are more predisposed to addiction than others. And there's, so there's different factors that lead into that. And I, I think an important factor, just you know, I've noticed, you know, in my own life is it's it's the, the presence of alternatives. It's the presence of... Um, you know, healthier alternatives. If you, if you're aware, if you're if you're familiar with the what it means to the benefits of being out of the sun, of you know, if if a child is accustomed to going out and playing with other children, and they they're getting the, the social interaction of that, the 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 fresh air and everything, then they're going to be. I think they're going to be less inclined to to be to go and lock themselves in a room and and mm-hmm. get lost in the screen for hours on end because they've already experienced the the reward, the, the the biochemical payoff from from doing the healthy things. So they're gonna, I think they're gonna be less susceptible to becoming addicted, not just to to screens, but um, the an array of things. Yeah, and, and I agree because that's exactly the practice that my wife and I have been trying to have for our children. Um, they love books, and I love those love books, physical books, not digital books. So that, that defeats the purpose. Um, we do balance uh, uh, media time with outdoors time, and they always prefer to be outdoors if given the option, unless there's like something fun that they're going to want to watch. But the point is that we try to learn to balance things out with them. But in terms of adults, uh, this is where you've hit on some of these things on on your program. You were highlighting mindfulness on such an episode, and I think that's a, that's a good way for us to also close out because uh, you're limited on time too. Um, in speaking to adults with uh, respects to mindfulness, because that's one of the ways that uh, we can combat uh, certain anxieties, depressions, and, and and things like that. Well, what have you learned about mindfulness and techniques and tricks? If you can share with any of that with us. When when I think of mindfulness, I I always remember a, a book I, I brought from my dad going back probably 15 years now and it was it was kind of a situation where his birth, his birthday was coming up and I really had no idea what to get him I saw this book and um I was doing a little bit of meditation myself at the time and I had well dad might actually look at this and because it was had these all these photos it was a very photographic book mm. and um it was just it was just like a, a page describing a different mindfulness focus and I, I probably ended up reading it more than my dad was sitting there. I don't, I don't think he, he really looked at it. And um, I think it, just like it, it describes, um, you know, if you're, if you're eating, you know, pay attention to the flavor of the food, pay attention to the smells of the food, the, your digestive processes, you know, if you're... Um, one of the things that's, that, that's stuck in my mind, it, it talks about, you know, using the restroom and how this <laughs> this is... This is a perfect opportunity to, to practice mindfulness and observe the what's going on in your body as you as you relieve yourself. And uh, I think that it just kind of it represents the, the fact that mindfulness is a state you can you can switch to at any time. Mm. And it I use it I'm using it regularly because even if you can't 
totally shut out whatever it is that's bothering you or whatever pressure you have, you're still diluting it to some extent. If you can, if you can tune into, you know, a, a sound, even if it's like the air conditioner or a fan. And, you know, I've, I've used it to help me get to sleep in the past. Um, I, to, I, I'd encourage you to watch the episode I did. Uh, it was with a doctor called Diane Reibel, and she's, she's with the Marcus Institute of Integrative Health. And she speaks about the kind of evidence that's coming through with mindfulness because they're, they're now researching this in a more rigorous way. And a study came out not so long ago actually comparing the benefits of mindfulness to the leading or a leading antidepressant that you, that's used for anxiety, Lexapro, no, not, not Lexapro, but something else. Um, I, can't, I can't remember the name of this particular anti, antidepressant, but the, the results they found were comparable to, to someone using antidepressants and without the kind of side effects that the, the study, the sample that was, was using the antidepressants were getting. Yeah. And as you highlighted, the, the, the whole point of is to hopefully not depend on um, certain pharmaceuticals to treat these things. Because for some people, first it's the money, the others, probably the side effects that were brought up. But mostly it's a, to, to show people that these are accessible. It's just you got to put a little bit of the effort in. It's not just like, well, I want to lose weight. Give me the magic diet pill. No, that's not how it works. And the, the same thing here. And I'm glad you highlighted that because that's another uh, link that I'll be leaving in a show notes to accompany this episode at www.thingsgoba.com for the listening and viewing audience. You guys know the MO. Um, but we're, we're up on time here uh, with you, Brandon. And I, I thank you so much for highlighting certain of these things. Um, we didn't get to flesh any of these out, but you got the opportunity to flesh these out on your program on certain topics. So there was mindfulness, anxiety, and depression. Those actually were three different episodes. So for those of you that are interested or listening and watching, I'll be leaving those links over. And Brandon, where can people uh, follow your show um, and follow you for you know their own dopamine fix on social media? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can, you can get your dopamine fix at uh, c.vitalscience uh, on Instagram, and uh, that's se.vitalscience. E. And you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Brendan Fallon. Brendan. And uh, yeah, to, and I'll, I post the, the latest episodes that are coming out. And uh, yeah, thanks, Andres, if you want to leave a few of the links to some of those, those mental health-related episodes. I, I think there's, there's some interesting perspectives there and some insights into it, some some techniques that don't often get a lot of coverage, but are proving quite effective. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was going to leave the the Epoch Times links from Epoch TV. I don't remember if they're behind the paywall because I, I do pay it. So I believe they're on YouTube also, uh, at least the shorter versions of them, right? Uh, they're, they're gradually getting on YouTube. If people want to watch the more recent ones, I think they might be prompted to, to register with their email address. But... Mm. Um, I, I might be mistaken, but I think they can probably watch the, these episodes without having to necessarily subscribe. Okay. Well, uh, for those of you that heard, I'll be leaving links to that. And if I could find a YouTube alternative, I will do that too. But Brandon, don't hang up yet. But thank you so much for joining me on the University Go of your show. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. I'm sorry we didn't do this live. Like I said, I know how much you love to do these lives. <laughs> next, next time next time for sure <laughs> and that does it for today's episode remember any links and references are available at the show notes of companies episode at www.dangerousgova.com for those of you watching the video platform some of those links will be available in the video description down below remember to like share, subscribe stay in the know follow me across the socials at the andresigovia twitter x whatever it's called underscore andresigovia and i'll see you on the next one